Being a Better Man, episode 182. All right, guys, welcome to Wednesday. Welcome to Storytime with Alf. Storytime is where I tell a true story from my strange and interesting life. The purpose of the story is not just to entertain you, but also to share with you the lesson or lessons I learned from that story. They might even cause you to reevaluate parts of your life and help you get lessons that you never knew were there. With that being said, just sit back, relax, and enjoy the story. Where I grew up, you could get your driver's license when you were 16 years old. In past stories I've told, episodes 104, 107, and 116, I tell about when I first got my license and how I lost my license and how I destroyed a perfectly good car. But I've never told this story before because, well, it's kind of embarrassing but it has to do with driving, too. The first year of high school as a licensed driver was a pretty big deal. I was a member of a select group of students who no longer had to board the big yellow bus because we could drive ourselves to school like adults going to work. It was a fact that elevated you a couple notches on the social ladder. From there, the next thing that mattered was what you were driving. If you had a really nice car, well, you would be even higher on that social scale. What I drove was our farm truck, a 1964 Chevy three-quarter ton. She was kind of bluish-green, teal, I guess. She had a manual transmission, and it could carry a nice load. And being a farm truck... It had its share of dents and dings, but that also meant I didn't have to fuss over it too much. I never cared too much about the social ladder at high school anyway. I was kind of my own man, even at 16. What I cared about most of all was the fact that now I had freedom. I could come and go as I pleased without relying on anyone else. Having a driver's license opened up a whole new world of possibilities for me. And at the same time, it increased the potential for disaster by about a thousand percent. I did do some good with that old truck. I started doing landscaping jobs for some of my teachers, hauling bark and weeding and cleaning up their yards. Word started spreading, and pretty soon I was spending most of my free time working on these jobs. I was making pretty decent money, too, and I was starting to get kind of proud of myself. The problem was that the more comfortable I got driving around in that pickup, the more careless I became. I started showing off, doing dangerous things just to show people what a great driver I was. I started losing sight of the fact that I was in a 6,000-pound piece of steel that could do some real damage. Now I'm coming up to the embarrassing part of the story. I used to like getting reactions out of my passengers. I would do crazy things and act like I was going to hit things or run off the road. 
just to hear him yell. And one time I was on a country road with my friend, and way up the road we saw an old man walking. He had a cane. And just to scare my friend, I said I was going to run him down, and I got over on the shoulder of the road like I was headed right for him. My friend started hollering, which is what I wanted. I never expected that old man to see me, but he did. About the time I started pulling off the shoulder back onto the road, the old fella looked up and saw me coming. He must have been pretty scared because he threw down his cane and started scrambling up a bank that was next to the road. As I drove by him, he was glaring at me with pure hate in his eyes. I really felt bad about it. I never meant to scare the guy. I was just trying to scare my friend, get a reaction out of him. But even after that, I didn't learn my lesson. On another day... I was driving myself and my friend to school. We turned onto the road that the school was on, and up ahead we saw one of our classmates walking to school. His name was Bob. I told my friend that I was going to see how close I could get to Bob without hitting him. Pretty smart, huh? I was going about 35 miles an hour, and I started creeping over toward the shoulder where Bob was. I really only intended to give him a good scare, but I forgot all about the mirror sticking out. As we went past Bob, I heard a big, loud noise. My passenger side mirror had hit Bob square on the back, going 35 miles an hour. I looked in my other rear view, and all I saw was Bob tumbling head over heels like he was doing cartwheels. The books he was carrying had flown everywhere. I was surprised by how long he stayed in motion after being hit. He just kept tumbling. That's when I should have stopped, but I didn't. My friend was telling me to stop, but I was too scared to. If I had killed Bob, I wanted to put off knowing that for as long as possible. Instead, I just drove on to the school and parked and waited, hopefully for Bob. After about ten minutes, we saw one lone figure limping into the parking lot. He was carrying a disarray of muddy notebook papers and books. It was Bob. I was so relieved that he was alive. At this point, I didn't know if he could identify me or not. I sat and just watched him for a bit He looked pretty disoriented, so I figured he might not have any idea what happened. I decided to go with that assumption. I jumped out of the truck, and I ran up to him, saying, Oh my God, Bob, what happened? Bob's clothes were torn. He had bumps and scrapes everywhere and a couple small lacerations that were bleeding a little bit. He looked at me. He seemed to be relieved to be talking with someone. He said, I don't know, man. I was just walking down the road and somebody hit me. I asked if he saw the vehicle or the color of it or anything, to which he replied, no. I would be lying if I said I was not relieved. In the moment, I figured a hit-and-run vehicular assault on my driving record 
would not do anyone any good, me or Bob. I felt horrible, like the worst person ever. But the only other person that knew what happened besides me was my friend in the truck with me. And I decided at that time it was best to keep it that way. To make up for it, I became Bob's little angel. I carried his stuff and I helped him to the nurse's office. I brought him water and doted over him until I was sure he'd be okay. Strangely, nobody noticed my destroyed passenger side mirror that day. I quickly replaced it with one from the junkyard after school. That mirror was the smoking gun. If someone would have noticed that mirror, my life could have been very different. And that's the end of the story. You can probably see why I'm embarrassed to tell it. It's not something I am proud of at all. I got away with an actual crime. I almost killed a classmate, and I essentially got off scot-free. The lesson, at least for me, was a big one. I only avoided prosecution in the courts. I could not escape the prosecution in my own mind. This misdeed haunted my conscience for a couple of decades. I was ashamed of how I had become so cocky, how I so easily risked the lives of other people in exchange for a quick thrill, and I was ashamed I had gotten away with it. Obviously, if I could go back in time and undo it, I would, but I can't. We cannot undo the things we do. Instead, they become a part of us until we die. Through this experience, I learned that guilt and shame are powerful things, and they are not entirely negative either. They can be negative, certainly, but in my case, the guilt and shame of this actually made me better. I became a better driver, and it may have something to do with the fact that so many of my professions included driving, and still do. Safety on the road has become a very important thing to me. The guilt and shame I carried around about this also gave me a different level of care and responsibility for others. It taught me how to assess risk. And it was a constant reminder that when I start getting too full of myself, that I need to watch out, because that's when most of the bad stuff happens. The reason I told this story today is to let you know something important. If any of you listening are packing around guilt about something you did, it is possible to use that guilt to make yourself a better person. We cannot undo the past. The only option we truly have is to make the future better. So learn from your past mistakes. Be reminded by the guilt and shame. Use it as fuel to make yourself better. The guilt eventually goes away, but only after you fix what needs fixing. At the end of all that, you'll be a better man today than you were yesterday. Until next time, this is Alf Herigstad signing out.